No, there is no intro music. (laughs) Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh, and this is a journal episode that I am posting late because uh, I know work has been crazy, so I didn't get anything last week. Um, And when work is crazy, I'm just tired. Um, I'm driving at weird hours. I'm like fucking physically exhausted. Um, and then had stuff outside of work that I had to tend to that was very important. So I didn't get um, to record last week. And then this week, I um, kind of the same thing. I tried to record Thursday uh, morning, but uh, I was so, like, uh, so phlegmy. I already clear my throat too much. So um, it was pretty bad. Anyway, um, if you want to continue to support this, as many of you do, through t shirts and books and Patreon and stuff like that, uh, you can do that at the infinite spark of um, Right now, you know, honestly, I'm really focused on working on this third book, so I haven't even been posting that much on social media. Uh, which I do feel a pressure about. I don't know. You're trying to do a thing. You're trying to do a thing. You want to do it well, but I know that... I don't know. I always say I'm going to create some sort of a schedule, and then I do, and and then something changes at work that fucks up that schedule. Um, Or something changes in life. Something happens. And you just can't. Um, Anyway, uh, so... What I wanted to talk about was, I I saw someone say uh, something about an oppressive paradigm. And it got me thinking if ideas and paradigms are inherently dangerous, or is it up to the viewer, the perceiver? Um, And I see a lot of um, manufactured outrage whatever. Um, So the word passion in our culture, uh, people treat it like a compliment. Um, And I'll be honest with you, when someone says that I I seem very passionate about something, I take a step back. And I actually go, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not trying to do, because passion means, um, I believe, barely controllable emotion. And in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells Arjuna, um, passion leads to a lack of remembrance. So to say that I'm experiencing a barely controllable emotion and I'm becoming forgetful, forgetful of a lot of things, uh, the process, the nature of things, God, soul, whatever it is, mindfulness, becoming forgetful of these things, that's not good. But... um, I used to be very passionate about politics. Um, Very into current events. And I say into for a reason. Um, Most of the shit that some of you are obsessed with and, yes, passionate about, um, it's there to keep you that way. Um, it's, It's a hobby. They don't give a shit about you. They're not thinking about you. These politicians are not thinking the best way to serve you. They don't care. 
it might be six layers down if it is there at all. But there's a lot of other shit that comes before you. Don't forget that. This is a game of personal responsibility and self-reliance. Um, and if you don't believe that and you want to lean on them, fucking go for it. See how that works. But at one point in my life, I was obsessed with all of this stuff. And I remember commenting to Badahari that I uh, was losing interest. And to lose that interest felt weird. I felt like something was missing, I, you know, all this stuff. And, and he just said, no, you've just developed a higher taste. And um, I thought that was interesting. There is a book put out by the International Society of Krishna Consciousness called A Higher Taste, and it is their cookbook filled with vegetarian Indian stuff. But the term higher taste is the idea that once you learn the sweetness of that nectar, uh, dharma, uh, whatever, other things start to taste kind of bland, or they're even sour. Once you start to know the truth, you can't look at these people differently. You just, you know, the Rachel Maddows and the Tucker Carlsons of the world become just kind of void. And the messages that come across your flat glass God, whether it's the one in your hand or the one on your wall, those messages become pointless. They're just vapid, time-wasting things. Um, and I don't mean uh, entertainment. Entertainment's fun. Uh, <laughs> Yellowstone's great. But, um, yeah, when we're educating ourselves and learning, and I realize that entertainment is also this mind control device, but hopefully you don't become forgetful. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's funny. I watch um, Yellowstone with my girlfriend and uh, some of you are very familiar with the show. I'm, I'm new to it. I've only seen a handful of episodes. But this uh, thing with Rip and Beth... <laughs> Um, all I see is two extremely damaged people. She should be dead, and he should be in treatment. Um, he's got a lot of issues, man. I see people are like, oh, but he loves her so much, and he stands by her. I'm like, standing by a lunatic makes you a lunatic. Um, anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, so... Anyway, I said that to Badahari. He said, you know, you're just getting a higher taste, and that's the, that's the, how that feels. Um, by the way, it's pre-dawn, and it's, uh, it's raining, so you might hear me going through some puddles and my windshield wipers. But, um, yeah, I don't believe... Look, I feel like I have to preface this for our culture nowadays some sort of a trigger warning um, because people get I don't know, triggered by I don't know, dog farts but um, 
I realize that I am a straight, cisgendered, Caucasian male living in the first world and I have no right to have opinions. Please forgive me as I express one to you now. Um, I uh, don't believe a paradigm can be oppressive unless you allow it to be oppressive. Uh, That's up to you. Um, And you telling everyone that the paradigm is oppressive is more about you than it is me. Um, It's not that way for everyone. You can say, well, it is that way for my class of people or my particular pocket of society. But I assure you there are people that exist within that pocket that do not feel the same way, that have found a workaround. So then you have to begin asking yourself, what the fuck is your problem? Right? Like, why can't you get this? You know, what's, what's your deal? You know, and this is the conversation you have to have with these clients every day where I work. Is it's like, there's some motherfucker out there that has what you want. That's acting the way you want to act. That feels the way you want to feel. That's experiencing the life that you want to experience. So what's the problem? Like, why can't you get this? And as you continue to make it about your external world. And that, you know the furniture in your external world isn't in the right place, I think the harder this gets. And as long as you are placing happiness in some kind of a material sense where literally the furniture gets rearranged a certain way, well then you're going to have a hard time, man. Um, There's always going to be people that have it harder than others. And um, they figure it out. And that's one of the things that I've used to motivate me to work on my mental health, my stuff, is that there's people with a lot less than what I've got. And they're a lot fucking happier than me. So you have to figure that out, my man. You know, what's, uh, what's going on? Like, how can these people be so fucking vibratingly happy, but you can't seem to get your head out of your ass? You know? And this isn't supposed to be some motivational speech so that you get a Bentley and a fucking turtleneck. It's it's like, look, this is an internal situation. This is internal. We have to deal with our inner world more so than our outer world. This is not about outer world you can't do fuck all about it you know um, I just drove past Mar-a-Lago and I thought about like you know the people that slow down and salute the fucking building or they flick off a fucking building or they do this and they do that And it's because they believe there is an objective good or an objective evil associated with that thing. And there's just not. For something to be objectively real, it has to be free of opinions, preferences, and tastes. If your team was right, then there would be people on the other side suffering. And there are, but some of them are also living their best life and vice versa. There's no objective fucking truth to any of this. It's just what you're wired to believe. How do you want to see it? 
you know, and it sounds so cliche, but is it happening to you or is it happening for you? Again, I live in a fucking vacation spot. There is some motherfucker in Minnesota saving up year round to spend a week where I fucking live. Right, and if you live in this area, you gotta work a little harder to pay your bills because the cost of living is higher. But um, I'm very, very fortunate to be here. I'm very fortunate to have had, you know, man. I'll just I'll say it. This is kind of where it's headed, and this is just my experience of this of being Keith in this little role as Keith. Those of you that might be upset with some of the things I've implied, it's because you think that you're you. That's and you think that I'm me and that's gonna be a problem. So. But to inhabit this role, this body with this mind and this uh, situation, um, I didn't grow up in particular affluence, but I live around a lot of affluence. I was taken care of. My parents loved me very much. It doesn't mean they were good parents. It just means they loved me. That's all you can really ask for. They didn't, you know, know, they weren't scholars. And some bad things happened to me for about eight years of my life. Some really tasteless things happened um, as a kid. Uh, in my church and in my school. Um, Some of you live in this area and the the institution is still up and running. And last I heard, some of those people were still there. Um, But, uh, you know, if you ask me, and this is all of occult thinking, this is everything, being able to hold two diametrically opposed ideas in the mind at the same time. Is it awful? Yes. Is it necessary? Yes. You know, you don't get this without that. And some people say, no, I think you would. No, you don't. You don't get it. You don't fucking get it. Do I wish that this stuff, would I do it again? Would I go through all that again? to be where I'm at today, right now, at 6.50 a.m. on, what the fuck is the date, December 17th, or whatever the fuck day it is. Yeah, I would. If I'm just being brutally honest, I would. At the time, it wasn't good. It was pretty bad, but right now, I recognize that I don't get this without that. Now, the problem is, can you be in that and, man, because when you're in it, you got to figure it out. You got to do something about it. You got to, there's a lot and it's a struggle and it's hard. But then later on, it's like, fuck, that had to happen. I don't, I don't see any other way, especially when I do RRT with people and I can, I can help them heal and they move on and I recognize I had to go through my own stuff to have the perception and perspective that I have 
So, yeah. It's wild, man. But this is the Leela, right? This is the whole thing. You go through what you go through, and then you, you get to this place, and it's like... It's got to be both. That's the hardest part about going up the mountain, is that it's got to be both. And uh, so is a paradigm dangerous? Is a paradigm oppressive? Is an idea dangerous? Is an idea oppressive? Yes and no. You know? It's both. I mean, I guess you have to play, so you have to pick one, right? But, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, um, I make sense at the end of this. Right? Um, hopefully, some of you listen to the entire thing. I realize what I may have sounded like at the start. But, politics is garbage. Politicians are garbage. interest in politics is I don't know, bordering on a waste of time how um, how thoughtful can you remain while you are while you are in that mode of political outrage because let's face it like it's not you don't never hear about political happiness you don't hear about I'm obsessed with politics and it makes me so happy. I'm looking at you. You know who I'm talking to. Um, but uh, you hear about political outrage. People are just outraged by things that happen politically. You know, we never look around and think, wow, like a lot of this infrastructure and these, these things that I enjoy also have to do with politics. It's interesting. Fortunately or unfortunately. You know, it's all politics. You know, is it garbage? Yes. Is there a level of it that's necessary? Yeah. This is the complication of like a human birth, man. Like it's it's all of it. It's both. It's it's hard and it's easy and it's you know, like I want to tell clients all the time, like, hey, like this is gonna be hard. This is hard, but it's also beautiful, and it's fucking easy as shit. It's so easy to be alive right now. If you think it's hard to be alive right now, you need to go to a fucking therapist, get your meds checked. I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is, you know, this is, like, the time. Think about the time when the Mongols were alive. Jesus Christ. You know, my friend is, like, really into history right now. He's always telling me some crazy shit. Like, oh, good lord. Glad I've got a toilet. Um, anyway, we've got it pretty good. Um, I'm not going to qualify that. Thing. I'm just going to say we've got it pretty good. We have access to like the greatest spiritual minds that the universe has ever created. And you have access to the most deplorable boxes of dog shit you've ever that the universe has ever created. The most 
beautiful spiritual minds that God has ever created and the most deplorable pieces of dog shit that God has ever created. Right? When Krishna uh, opens up the cosmic trench coat, so to speak, and exposes his universal form to Arjuna, and Arjuna sees horror and beauty in all of it at one motherfucking time. All at once. And then you're over here trying to just see one thing or the other. You know? Like, good vibes only. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you, good vibes. Have both. It's a shit show. Good vibes. I got good vibes about the shit show. I don't know. It's so funny. Like, these memes are so all or nothing. The thinking is so all or nothing. It's so exhausting to look at it. I've got to be happy all the time. No, you don't. I'm not happy all the time. Actually, I am happy all the time. I'm in a pretty good mood. Like, I would say 98% of the time. But it gets misread. And people think that since I'm not super engaging and chatty with them, that I'm somehow in a bad mood. I'm really not. Just kind of over here floating around. Um, sociopathically uninterested in you. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I haven't had any caffeine, and I recorded this first thing in the morning. So thought about uh, maybe I'll post it ah fuck it I'll post it whatever um sorry no intro or outro music little bland um I know that you all only listen to this just for the intro and outro music um I don't think it adds a little production value to it you know um anyway uh I don't know if I've said anything crazy give me a shout we'll talk We've known each other for so long. You knew I was going to... I don't think I said anything crazy. I just get like... I don't ever... I don't know. I don't want to like... It's so weird because I don't want to be misunderstood. And I also don't want to upset you. But I also am not really worried about it. But at the same time, I am worried about it. I don't know. Like, I've definitely, people definitely reached out and been like, hey, like, you're wrong. And I'm like, all right. I don't know. This is just my little fucking puppet show. But anyway, I love you guys. Uh, let me know if I've said anything dumb. Also, let me know if I've said anything that's not dumb. Don't be afraid to tell me I'm doing a great job, for Christ's sakes. You know? Don't be afraid to say, give me an attaboy. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. I love you.